Hey guys, welcome to the ASDA podcast, ASDA stands for Atlantic Student Development Alliance. I'm your host, Aniza Mohammed, and on today's episode, we will be talking about life after university. Hey guys, welcome to the ASDA podcast. ASDA stands for Atlantic Student Development Alliance. I'm your host, Aniza Mohammed, and on today's episode, we'll be talking about life after university. Today, I'll be speaking to the lovely Elizabeth Iwuma. Welcome, Elizabeth. Thank Tell you. us a little bit more about yourself and your background. So I graduated from UPEI first in 2018 with a Bachelor of Arts degree in psychology, and then I went back in August of 2018 and graduated the following year with a Master's of Business Administration degree, but my specialization was in global leadership. Okay, that's awesome. Elizabeth, where are you from? How long have you been in PEI? I'm from Nigeria, and I've been in PEI for over seven years now. Okay. Um, How has your experience been so far as an international student after graduating? After graduating, I think I've enjoyed a lot of good fortune. And in, in the sense that all the, I've, I've been able to do work in my field, work that's meaningful to me, and I've been able to um, expand my professional network, get a bunch of very interesting experiences. Um, so overall, I would say it's been a pleasant experience as an international graduate. Okay, that's mm. awesome. Can you tell us a little bit more about the f- your field? Like, what do you do? Yes, yeah, so currently I work, I'm a civil servant. <laughs> So I work at the PEI Department of Agriculture and Land. I'm completing um, an internship program there as a junior policy analyst. So basically what I do is um, review policy, create policy, and basically get equipped with all the skills I need to, to excel in the field of public policy. So I'll be doing things like jurisdictional scans, which is basically looking at what other provinces or other um, locations are doing in terms of policy initiatives or programs and then seeing what we can do in terms of um, best practices that we can take to inform some of the things that we're looking to do as a department but also as a government organization um and what else i will i i'm doing a lot of writing so part of that position involves a policy capacity development and mentorship program so lots of reading um basically getting the best of the best in terms of literature, best practice, so that moving forward as a policy practitioner, I'm I'm using evidence and, and, and trying to inform public policy that way. So it's very interesting. Um, I, I'm getting to learn from people who know a lot more than I do, but also learning by doing. So I've read and I read things as part of my weekly assignments, but I also get to work on things. And in a way that's meaningful. Like I I can see directly how the work that I do correlates with what the department does as as a unit. So it's very cool that way. That's awesome. (laughs) So it's very like hands-on, like you're you're basically like learning and you're using the skills you've learned. Yes. 
Okay, that's awesome. So do you feel like you work in a very supportive environment where I do. you can like lean on others? I do. I mean, it's only been, I've been in my current role for a month. And um, I will say that in that one month, in those four weeks, I've, I've um, been able to do work. It's a very independent environment, which I quite enjoy. But it's also structured in such a way that if you need help, you know, you know that you, you there's you know for certain that you can go and find somebody who either has an answer or can point you in the direction of somebody else who does or who can assist. But there's very much, you know, that there's a lot of trust in your own competence as an individual, but you also have room to lean on somebody and ask for help if you do need help. Okay, so you have an, a team while you work. Yes. Individually so, as well. yeah, there's a lot of support that way. Um, right from actually everybody on the team i will say is is quite supportive okay that's mm -hmm. awesome do you feel like you've been able to build community and network for yourself yes can i tell you a story yes okay <laughs> um so let actually now let me go back to how i got my first job after mm -hmm. graduating so the way my my master's program was structured was there was a so it's a one-year program it was from fall to summer so three semesters, 18 courses, and we got through it in one year. And by the time that was over, um, everybody was, you know, we were rounding up. So we had our, our main courses in the first two semesters, and then the last semester was the capstone project that we had to do. Um, and this capstone project, we were, some people were working already and all of that stuff. But I remember that there was a, I think it was a job fair on campus. And one of my, prof I happened to just go there and see. I had a couple of resumes in my hand that I had printed. And one of my professors, I don't even think I had taken a class with her. I just had been around her. And we, w we had attended a couple of events together and, and worked together in some capacities outside of school, extracurricular capacity, I guess. And she basically said, took me by the hand and said, there's somebody you have to meet. So off we went to meet my first ever boss graduating from university, Alana Walsh. And Alana um, was my boss at the PEI Connectors or PEI Network with the Chamber of Commerce. It's basically an initiative that's designed, an initiative of the chamber that's designed to help immigrant business owners and immigrant graduates or just graduates in general make all the connections that they need to succeed and stay here in PEI. Um, so. I met with her, we had a quick chat. She gave me her email address and said, um, email me your resume, I, there's a job that's coming, I think you'd be a great fit. So I emailed it to her um, and then we had a quick chat, just discussed what my interests were, what my background was, the kind of skills I had, what, where I saw myself going, that sort of thing. And that was the end of it for a while. So it, the line was silent for maybe two or so months. And then, you know, I was wrapping up my degree and I was like, okay, I'm looking for a job, <laughs> waiting to hear back. And then she emailed out of the blue and she said, you know, we are still interested in hiring. If you're still looking, we'd love to schedule an interview with you. So long story short, I got the interview, got into the, into the, the, the um, got the job and I think the nature of the role, so my official title was program coordinator. So I was basically doing everything that it took to schedule bus tours, um, connect 
business owners with other business owners, whether they they were immigrants or islanders, um, put on info sessions and things that basically equipped people with the skills that they would need or the connections and networks and resources that they'd need to succeed. Um, because just imagine moving from another country and trying to set up a business. It's hard enough to set up a business in the country where you're born and raised, but as an immigrant, that's extra work that you have to do. So I thought that my work was, I don't know, I, it felt very meaningful to me because usually at the end, you're interacting with people and they're telling you you know, what they enjoyed about it, the connections that they've made, um, and just even if it brought them one step closer to what they wanted to accomplish for themselves, it just it made all the difference. So um, following that, it was very easy to build my professional network from there because you know people want to connect with you on LinkedIn. So even if you're putting on these sessions, you're interacting with people constantly and and you're networking because you're you're doing and you're being present. So it was easy for me because I, I sort of. The opportunities that came just immersed me in the PEI professional. I think working at the Chamber of Commerce was also a great first exposure to professional life because there were a lot of um, opportunities to mix and mingle with the professional community, if that's a war if that's a thing. But you know what I mean. Basically, interact mm-hmm. with other professionals. And I think so. You know how I started the story by saying that. A professor met me and said, "This is somebody you have to meet." Yeah. I had met that professor by doing other things, extracurricular things, while I was in in school. So, I suppose that's how it works. Like the more you do, the more you branch out and do stuff. Your network grows without you even knowing it, and you don't know really what that network can take you. That job had not been posted. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this. This is this is kind of snapotism, no. Because it was posted and I applied, yes. I, I yeah. actually applied to clarify. <laughs> I did apply. Yeah. But it was just helpful to know because and again from that job I learned that eighty percent of the jobs that are available are not posted. It's by word of mouth where people say, Okay, I'm looking for this particular skill set. Mm-hmm. Who do you know who has it? I don't want to take three months hiring, um, three months going through interviews and reviewing your resumes when if a, a network said or someone in your personal professional network said to you there's somebody here who i think would do a great job because there's that credibility established it's a lot more it's a lot easier to take that person and their recommendation seriously so mm-hmm. especially in a place so small networks are everything true mm-hmm. so don't be afraid to try new things put yourself out there mm-hmm. Okay, sounds good. Thank you so much for that story. It's very. <laughs> I feel like it, I drew it out a bit, but I think yeah, that's the general point. Is yes, please just put yeah, yourself just out put there. yourself out there and yeah. always, always follow up mm-hmm. and apply for whatever job. Even yeah. if you didn't, if you if you don't think you're qualified, yes, somebody else might. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you experienced any barriers or challenges transitioning mm-hmm. from school life to adulting or the workforce? Well, barriers or challenges. Um, I don't. None of them come to me right away. Maybe. So I guess my answer, at this point in time, would be no. I I just. It seems to me that the dots have always connected, and I've always just sort of appeared in the right places. Okay. Um, so in terms of barriers, no, I haven't. Um. And I've actually, this is something I've thought to myself a lot, is that I've been very fortunate to find mentors everywhere I've gone. So people just um, 
they want to assist, they want to help, they want to teach you, they want to show you the ropes. So I haven't had a lot of trouble in terms of, and maybe I should ask the question, when you say barriers, you mean anything that can keep me from coming into the workforce? Um, like any struggles, any challenges? Yeah, I can't think of any. Maybe just the initial anxiety of, you know, I'm starting here mm-hmm. and, okay, I know I was good enough to get myself the interview and mm-hmm. get the offer, but now I'm like, hmm, okay, let's see how this actually goes. Um, but I've been pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. I, there hasn't been something that I've been asked to do that I haven't been able to do. Thank God for that. Hopefully it stays that way in Jesus' name. <laughs> um, Amen. But I, barriers, no. No? Personally. Yeah. So, and, and I'm hesitant to say anything because I, I want it to be my story I'm, I'm telling. And at this point in time, okay. it's hard for me to say something. No, that's mm. fine. Like, sometimes you do go somewhere and you're very comfortable and, you know, mm. you got it. Like, it is what it is. You don't have to struggle at everything. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, but you did say, like, having a mentor helped. Mm-hmm. So you found it resourceful in your career? Yes. Absolutely. Oh, to this point, anyway, I or up to this point, I think having a mentor... Um, not only are you able to leverage your your mentor's network, um, and I don't want to sound utilitarian, <laughs> because there's also value in making a genuine a genuine professional connection and keeping it going, um, because that's a, a source of support that you can lean on. Um, your mentor has likely also encountered some of the things that you may be encountering, and so you don't have to go to Google for the answers, or at least the answers that you find there, you can put them in context. Mm-hmm. Um, and your mentor doesn't even have to be physical or or one-on-one. So I think books are actually a great way to be mentored by someone. Because if you think about what books are, they are the most condensed version of a person's thought process and everything that they have, everything that they, they've, they've um, put in there is what has gotten them to this point or at least gotten them to a certain degree of success. So... Mentorship through reading is also quite important, I think. And actually, because our world is a lot more interconnected, you just have a lot more in terms of you have a lot more in terms of resources available to you. So maybe there's nobody you can find around you who has answered or who has had the same issues or, or challenges that you're dealing with, but by accessing what's out there in terms of books and podcasts and te- you know you're able to to take from what's there and make it yours so mm-hmm. mentors are helpful there's some things that you really don't have to learn through experience um yeah. and it, ju- it saves you time and um you're you're better equipped to move forward knowing that if you have any questions you have somebody that you can refer to mm-hmm. but i always no matter how helpful a mentor is, there's some things that you will still have to do and learn on your own. Yeah. Ultimately, you, you're the one who will have to walk in those shoes and 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 find out where it pinches. Mm-hmm. So your own experience will then inform another person's experience and on and on it goes. Um, but yeah, I think a mentor is invaluable. Okay. But actually, something I think we don't talk about as much is the role of a sponsor. So in one of my MBA classes, we started talking about mentorship versus sponsorship sponsorship so a mentor is somebody who you know you can say i have this issue my boss is 
I don't know what this person expects of me. What do you think I should do? This is what I'm thinking. What do you think? And they can give you an answer that way. But there's also a lot of value, I think, in having a sponsor. So a sponsor is somebody who's your, your champion within an organization. So assume that there's this is a, a scenario. There's somebody, a spot opens up for a promotion and there's a discussion around who deserves it and who's best to take that spot. And a mentor might not be in all the rooms that your sponsor is in. So your sponsor is somebody who can say, advocate for you personally in the workplace and say, I'm throwing my weight behind this person. This is a person who has proved through um, experience and all these other things that he or she would do a good job in this role. And so many women get mentored, statistically anyway, but a lot of men got, get more sponsored more. Mm-hmm. Um, so you wouldn't have, this is what the research is showing anyway, you will not have a lot of women who have people speaking up for them saying, yes, this woman is the one who, but in terms of advice giving, we tend to be on the receiving end of those. Mm-hmm. But in terms of advocacy, men get a lot of advocates. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's that we network differently, I don't know. Maybe it's that we ask different things of the people, the the powerful people in our lives or in our networks whereas i think we're looking for a solution to a specific problem but i think taking an approach that's more strategic and finding a sponsor within your organization who's your personal champion with professional things can help accelerate your career as well so that's something i think we should do more of in general anyway okay male or female wow that's a very interesting point thank you you should definitely I definitely agree with that. You should always have somebody who's willing to like back you. Mm-hmm. You know, advice can only go so far. Right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because advice is great, but you're also thinking the sponsor has credibility. So if it's somebody who's within an organization, people can say, Okay, this person has a track record. Um, if this person says something is good, we take their word for it. Um and just all the person needs to do is just mention your name when that conversation is being had and you are ultimately you, now you're you're being thought of in a different light mm-hmm. and actually you know how people always well I'm one of those people um, we always talk about the old boys club mm-hmm. um, but that's actually an example of networking and sponsorship because guess who comes top of mind when it's time for a promotion or something or an opportunity it's those people you've networked with outside of work mm-hmm. so i would say as as whether it's an international student or international graduate or anybody really i would say those networks are important mm-hmm. um it, it may seem like a waste of time especially if you're an introvert <laughs> yeah or if you feel as though there are other things that could you know i don't want to work with people and then spend two hours outside of work with them at mm-hmm. the same time but if you think about it strategically what you're doing is Ultimately, if you think about it, we're, we're emotional beings. We want to work with people that we like. And how will, you, how will people know that they like you if you don't give them a chance to get to know you? Yeah, and see And office. see where, exactly. And see, you know, so that the interactions with you within the office becomes warmer. And um, when things come up, they're like, oh, actually, I know this person who would be good. And before you know it, mm-hmm. things happen, things move around, and that's the end of the day. But if you don't know, you don't know. Yeah, that's true. So whether in university through extracurricular activities or even at work, just volunteering 
to do different things or just to be with the people and get to know them. It goes a long way. Go out for a drink after work, mm-hmm. grab coffee during lunch. Yeah, and even if you don't drink, they sell, they have water there and yeah. mocktails too. So yeah, mocktails. There, there are things that you can do if for you, you think that you'd be conflicting um, with some of your values. Mm-hmm. You can find ways around things for sure. That's true. Plus, it gives you more freedom to talk about things <coughs> you wouldn't mm-hmm. during work hours. Yes. Like, plus, know. it's on the company's credit card. <laughs> so <laughs> that's always a, a free plus. drink. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Okay. Um, well, what would be your advice for students and graduates regarding the job market right now? Do you have oh. any advice for someone who's looking for a job at the moment? Well, um, first of all, come to ASDA. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so sign up. Sign up with ASDA. They're doing a lot of incredible work. Um, and then build your network. I, I can't get over that fact. Build your network w- one by one. Actually, the best way to do that is by offering help. Um, so even if you think that you're, and this sounds terrible to say, but if you think people don't like you, or if you think, oh, I'm going to come across as whatever, nobody has ever said no to people who are offering help. For free. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) So volunteer, if there are opportunities for internships, put yourself forward. I think a lot of it has to do with the people that you're dealing with, um, the way you're putting yourself forward. And um, even if you're afraid that you're going to mess up, that's fine. Everybody Uh is. So and it doesn't stop anyone from doing stuff. So I would say put yourself out there. Of course, it's a two-way conversation where you're trying to, especially with, you know, ASDA and a bunch of other organizations in in PEI where you're trying to increase access and increase, um, what's the word? Access and equity so that, you know, people, especially those who are not from here, have uh, um, exposure to the same range of opportunities as those who are from here. So there's that aspect of the equation. But then there's also you saying taking it upon yourself and saying, okay, I'm going to do what it takes and finding out how the system works, figuring out if there are any deficits that you have. So if let's say who you're competing against um, is someone who's from here and has had the opportunity of um, leaning on their parents' network and then the ones that they've cultivated personally over time, if you've just arrived, that's a deficit um, for you. And, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. It's not, I'm not making a value judgment here. I'm just saying. So if you've assessed it like that, what will you do to correct it? It will take you going into places where you feel uncomfortable sometimes, um, but you know what's at stake. You know what you want to accomplish. Leaning on the supports of people around you. Um, so whether it's international graduates themselves or international students themselves or the people that you've cultivated with. If, if you know, your first year, maybe you're from a certain country and you are, all you know, all the people that you've gotten to know are people from that same country, that's fine for your first year because you're in a new place and you want to feel some sort of comfort. Mm-hmm. But I would say, put yourself out there. You didn't come all the way from your country to another country to only meet people from your country. If you wanted that, you would have stayed back home. But you wanted a different experience, right? So make it count. It's do things that that challenge you. Feeling comfortable. Yeah, I think yourself. Even being on campus is a great way because there's so many clubs and societies and so many opportunities for you to insert yourself in places where. And some of these things are paid, by the way. Um, 
where you become you understand the language and the literature you understand how people think in this new environment you understand what matters to them um you understand how you're perceived as well you begin to learn professional skills um you begin so that your first day at your new job you're not struggling to compose an email and stuff like that there there's small things that you can do along the way so that when you arrive you're ready again this is where asda comes in because it makes sure that you're job ready before you start with an employer so Mm-hmm. First sign up with Asda. Um but while you're doing that there are other things you can do like volunteering and 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 um co-ops. Yes, co-ops, mm-hmm. internships, all of those go for them. You never really know um unless you put yourself in the race. So don't think that you don't know anything or you can't do anything. Everybody thinks that that's boring. So think something else. <laughs> Because honestly, no even the most accomplished people doubt themselves sometimes. So what self-doubt is new. So mm-hmm. just push through it. Do it anyway. Yeah. Cuz how do you know what's what's out there if you haven't tried? True. And if yeah. you feel like you know what's pick yourself back up? Yes. You and being a student else. is a great opportunity to fail actually cuz the stakes are not so high. Yeah. Um as a professional it's a bit more actually not a bit. Your livelihood depends on it. Yeah. <laughs> so if you fail, yes, of course you can as a human being, but I think the university environment or the post-secondary environment is a good is a good um what shall I call it it's a good ground for you to be picking up these skills and making mistakes and learning from them okay that's awesome thank you so much do you have any last comments um <coughs> shout out to my parents <laughs> um mommy and daddy thank you for everything um but also shout out to the good people at Asda <laughs> um <laughs> you guys are doing great work and I just really hope that everything that you're you're hoping that comes to be and all the changes that you're looking to make happen for international students, international graduates, that all of it comes to be and um yeah, don't let fear stop you ever ever ever. Don't be afraid. There's no, like, you realize really that when when you push through fear, you find out that it's really nothing. There's nothing there. Um and it's it's a lot better for you to think that you're foolish and try something and then correct get correction than to think you know what I'm not even going to try and then in the public square be disgraced it sounds true. like such, it's it's such a, an african adage thing to say but it's true you want to you want to fail where the stakes are low so that as you learn as you learn as you learn you keep adding on to what you already know so yeah don't fear take risks Right now it's it's it favors you to take risks and make mistakes. So don't be afraid of those. Yeah. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Simple. So. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's it for this week's episode of the As the Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at As the Canada. If you have any feedback on today's episode, we'd love to hear from you. Join us again next week this time for more job ready tips. I'm your host Aniza Mohammed. Thanks for tuning in.